Today, Teaching Your Toddler is welcoming a very special guest, Misha Godfrey, the co-founder of the Jumbo Book Club. The Jumbo Book Club is a monthly book box subscription that shines a spotlight on children of color and their stories through the power of beautiful literature. Misha has appeared on many outlets, including CNN and Bloomberg Businessweek. She is a wife and the mother to three daughters, and we welcome her to the show today. Hi, this is Mary Tinlin from the Teaching Your Toddler Show, and today we are welcoming Misha Godfrey to the show from Jumbo Books. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking with you. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and about how you got started with uh, Jumbo Books. Sure. Um, I am actually a lawyer by trade, but I took some time off when I had my first daughter. And that time just sort of kept building and kept building as I had another child. And um, one thing that we noticed, my husband and I noticed when our daughter was young was that we had really great books in her home library, but a lot of them were not reflecting the world that we lived in and they weren't reflecting our family at all. And um, my father-in-law had purchased a book club subscription for my oldest. And while the books were all classics, they were all of sort of the 1940s and 1950s time period. And those books were just overwhelmingly white and we are black. And we just felt like we really want our daughter to be able to see herself in the books in her home library as well. So we started looking for books that were fiction. We didn't want a, a whole lot of nonfiction books for our then two-year-old. We just wanted her to see images of little girls and boys like herself who liked fairies and mermaids and didn't want to go to bed. So um, we found that those books were kind of hard to, to, to locate. And after we had sort of built a pretty good collection of them, I said, gosh, I wish someone would just send these books to our front door <laughs> so it wouldn't be quite so hard to find them. And uh, that's really how Jumbo Books was born, because I couldn't find um, another subscription service that would send just beautiful fiction books of children of color uh, just living their lives and having a great time being a kid. Oh, that's that's a really important point, I think, about the the um, the the monthly box that you don't have to go out shop and you don't have to, you know, kind of browse through all the books. They come straight to your door. How amazing for, you know, moms that have little people in their house. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Fantastic. Well, so tell me a little bit um, about how you how do you find those books? How do you source them? And I know that you you have boxes for all ages, all the way from zero up until what is it? Middle school? Yeah, up through 13. So that gets you about to the eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you find all those amazing books? That seems like it would take a long, long time. It does. <laughs> but, you know, it's a labor of love. I really love there's so much more variety out than there was when I was a child. So there's there's a lot more to choose from. But we, you know, use every avenue available. We are on Amazon. Back in the old times, we would be in the library all the time. We'd be in bookstores. 
Um, you know, I get book recommendations from friends and now from members as well, send me book recommendations. And we're at a point now as well where we're working directly with publishers. So they will send me sample books um, that they think, you know, would fit well into what uh, Jumbo Books is looking for. And I get um, independent authors as well who reach out to me and send books. And so we've been able to include some of those, which is really nice to be able to give an independent author a bigger platform to share their talent with the world. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I am. I'm an author as well. And I, I would, Mm -hmm. I so appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, so many, there's so many authors out there that it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's great that you are able to work with all of those folks that you can work with the big guys and the, the little guys too. Mm hmm. That's fantastic. So you, you spoke a little bit about, you know, um, having the books sort of reflect more of what your family looks like. What are the what is the criteria when you're looking at all these fabulous books that you're getting? What are you looking for in a specific book? Well, first, it has to be fiction. Um, I do blog about nonfiction books and nonfiction topics, but we just send fiction in the boxes and um, the books need to have a great story, an interesting story with fun characters who will draw you in. The characters need to be human. So the star of the story has to be a child and it has to be a child of color. So while there can be magical animals in the books, the, the animals are not the star of the stories. The, mm-hmm. the stars are the children. Mm-hmm. And um, the only time we do send nonfiction is for our older subscribers, for the ones who are 10 to 13. They'll get a middle grade novel, and then they also get a companion book that expands on a topic that was covered in the, in the middle grade novel. Oh, that's pretty cool. Would that be like a, could you have like a historical fiction novel and then you would have a companion book a little bit about that period or yes, something? Is that how that works? Exactly right. Like one of our favorite books is Dactyl Hill Squad by Daniel Jose Older. And uh, it's about, it's historical fiction about New York City in the time of the Civil War. And there actually was an asylum for colored orphans. And so it's about these kids And they are battling to remain free because the real magistrate Riker um, wants to capture them and sell them into slavery to the South. And so they battle to remain free with dinosaurs. (laughs) 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 And so that's where you get Dactyl Hill Squad because it's Pterodactyl Hill. And it's just so cool. Um, (laughs) Just I, you can tell I really like the book. And yeah. then we send a nonfiction book with it called City of Sedition, which talks about New York City in the time of the Civil War. So oh, it's cool. Wow. That mm-hmm. is, that sounds fascinating. I would, I would read that book. So it's fun. Absolutely. I recommend it to adults all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when they get their books, it's, it's two books every month, right? It's two or three books. So generally the zero to two year olds will get three books and the older kids will get two or three books, depending on if I've got a lot of soft covers or or mostly hardbacks. Okay, that's that makes sense. And I saw on the on the website you can you can sort of pick there's like some pretty wide uh, price ranges. Is that based on how long you have the subscription for how many months? Yes, exactly right. So for 
just one month, it's thirty four ninety nine, And then as you get a subscription of three, six, or 12 months, you'll get discounts. So it'll go like 10% off for three months. If you buy six months, you only pay for five books or five boxes. And if you buy 12 months, you only pay for 10 boxes. Aha. Uh-huh. So get some volume discounts. Yes. Fantastic. I also saw that you have uh, a gift giving option, which sounds like an amazing idea for grandparents or other family members. Yes, it's really awesome. I see all of the gift messages. So I sort of get a sense of what people are are giving and so many grandparents and so many aunts and uncles who unfortunately aren't able to see their little loved ones Mm. over this extended Mm -hmm. um, have been able to send them. You know, they make to FaceTime with the books so that they can share them together. It's really, really nice. Oh, that's a great idea to Mm -hmm. share the books together. Wow. Oh, my gosh. For sure. My mom, when my oldest was about three and my mom was living in California and we were still here in Georgia, she would get on FaceTime with my three-year-old and I would lie on the floor and take a nap. And my three-year-old would take books over to the iPad and like Aww. put it in the screen, and she would just read them to her. It was oh my gosh, magical! And I that's could get asleep. So <laughs> and you could get asleep. Like that's yes. a double bonus, right? Time with grandma yes. and a nap. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's great. So tell me a little bit more. I mean, that's those are great ways to share. What are other stories you've heard, or um, you know, reactions to the books that you have uh, learned about? Well, you know, one thing I really like is that people will send me their kids' reactions. And so uh, someone told me that, because we do mixed age subscriptions as well. So let's say you've got, like me, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old in the house. You can mix up your subscription so that you get books for both ages in one box. And so one person told me just yesterday that her son, who is eight, loves the book so much that he recognizes the box when they come because they're covered in like really nice art. Hmm. So he grabs the box and like tries to run upstairs and hide so he can get to the <laughs> book before his little sister does, uh, which I was like, well, maybe he could share them because. I mean, there's some in there for her too, but fair enough. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. I get it. I mean, I just, I love that the kids are loving the books and, you know, that another uh, subscriber, she buys a subscription for her kid's school. And mm. then sometimes she would go in again in before times and read to the kids. And, you know, she had a situation where one little girl who was, I think she was a black girl, said, you know, I've never seen a book with um, a character who looks just like me and she looks just like me. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. That is. That's amazing. Mm I, I, you touched on it a little bit, but I do, I did see on the website that the books, the boxes that they come in are beautiful. Where do you uh, get the artists that do that? Well, you know, I, I'm scouring the internet looking for artists who have created just beautiful pieces that celebrate the joy of childhood with kids of color. So um, I've actually been able to work with a West, well, she is West African, but lives in, oh gosh, Scotland, I want to say. Yes. Like you do. (laughs) As as you do. And um, so we've used her art. Her name is Beatrice Ajayi. 
We have uh, Minal Patel, who's in San Francisco, um, Rob Liu Trujillo, also in like Oakland area. So I just find these artists whose work I just love. And I say, oh, my gosh, no. Can we license it to put on the box? please. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great ex- way to ex- for those artists to have some exposure as well. It's a mutually beneficial, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, that's and fantastic. so then the kids, when they see the boxes, they immediately know, uh, you know, this is mine. And we just started an annual uh, competition where members can submit their own artwork for inclusion in the Jambart um, boxes. And so we have two boxes going out this year with our own members art work on it that's a great idea and a way to involve the subscribers that's so cool yes yes indeed wow. and they when turned is... in really gorgeous stuff oh yeah so what's the deadline on that one um well it did pass so oh, okay. so one box you think you'll do now. more than once oh absolutely we're gonna do it mm-hmm. again next summer nice so stay oh. tuned very good excellent well, um, I, I, these are just so great. Can you give us a little bit? Um, I, I know you said that they kind of have, you know, you were talking about fairies and mermaids and things like that. I, I mean, do you do you have specific themes that that you know kids seem to react to better, or do you have favorites that you try to use, or is it just pretty much you know whatever stories you find? Um, tell me a little bit about your selection like that. Well, I do try to mix it up as much as possible because, you know, I'll I'll know maybe one month I'm sending Not Quite Snow White, which is about um, a black girl who is, let's say, around five or six. And she wants to try out to be Snow White in her school play. But she's like, am I really Snow White? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's that. And then, you know, maybe the next month you'll get a book called Best Friends in the Universe with Hector and Louis, who are... um, a Hispanic and and a black boy who are best friends and then they get into this big argument and then they you know make up by the end of the book so I, I try to give a lot of different options and I don't want to make kids feel like they should be pigeonholed into any particular genre because of you know who they are what they look Mm -hmm. like or what their gender is Mm -hmm. so um interestingly one of the books that we love is called lucia the luchadora and it's about like a little mexican-american girl who uh, you know wears the mexican wrestling mask on the playground and um (laughs) like the best feedback i got from that book it's all from boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> the boys love Lucia the Luchadora. Aww. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly. And, and and I encourage parents to try and encourage their kids to also be open about new things because my eight-year-old, she want, if she reads a book, it needs to have a fairy or a unicorn in it, period, end of story. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, come on, you've got to spread your wings a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, when I can slide a, a Jumbo book in front of her that does not actually have a fairy or unicorn, she tends to like it. But, yeah. you know, we have to kind of push our kids outside of those um, mm-hmm. comfort zones a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did see on your FAQs that, uh, that you know, sometimes parents might say, well, my, my boy wants to read books about boys, but that you, you encourage sort of, you know, keep your open mind uh, about whatever the story is, right? Yes, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, stories are supposed to be about these universal themes, right, of humanity. And if we're not teaching our kids that they can connect with a character who doesn't look like them, 
then I think we're doing them a disservice because Mm -hmm. the whole world, once you become an adult, is about being able to connect with people who don't look like you and don't have your exact background. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to push that forward. That's great. What a a great way to encourage that for all kids. Um, What, uh, what, what's sort of on the horizon for Jumbo Books? What else have you, do you have going on? Well, you know, one thing that we want to start and we were hoping to start it earlier is sort of Jumbo Book Club in real life. Um, Because we have subscribers all over the country. And I'll bet that a lot of them don't know that they are living next to people who are also really dedicated to social justice and to like racial harmony and reconciliation. And so what we wanted to do was allow people who live in the same areas volunteer if they want to, to opt into being a part of Jumbo Book Club in real life. And we will help them to meet each other. We'll provide materials for meetups if they want to get the families together and the kids can read or the kids can play and the parents can talk about different topics that we can provide. And what that does is it's going to give you another opportunity to meet like-minded people in your area that you may not have known were there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That sounds really great. Hopefully we'll get out of this lockdown quickly and you'll be able to do that. Yes, yes, yes. I certainly do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Great. Well, do you do any connecting on um, on the social media platforms? I know you guys have different pages, but uh, do you sort of try to connect people that way? Um, you know, I hadn't thought about it. One thing, well, we did think about doing Facebook, um, but I have to hire somebody because Facebook is a full-time job and a half. (laughs) Right. So if I'm going to try to have, you know, like Boston and Milwaukee and LA and San Francisco, like I'm going to have to have somebody who can Mm -hmm. manage those groups. Um, because that is one thing I wanted to do with sort of private Facebook groups. People could just come together and say, Hey, you know, I live over in Brooklyn and you know we're Jumbo Book Club members and my kids are this old and you know maybe we can get together at the park um but yeah I have to have somebody else yeah for sure (laughs) it's it's very hard to manage all that yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) well great well um Thanks so much for talking about Jumbo Books. I know most of the listeners of this show have little people like young, you know, toddlers uh, or toddler age. So as as a mom, what uh, what sort of advice or thoughts would you give to young moms who might be listening to the show? What would my advice be to toddler moms? Gosh, I would say that the now that I have my oldest one is is eight. I would really just underline that the days are long, but the years are short. And, uh, you know, to the extent that you can, I know it is a hard ask in the moment because I have just a very little baby right now in the moment. And it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to just focus on and give them your full attention because those times are going to go by so quickly, Mm -hmm. even though they are worrying you to death <laughs> with <laughs> constant questions or like trying to dirt out into the street or, you know, <laughs> wanting you to play or paint or like my daughter, mommy, you be the lamb. Oh my God. I hate make-believe <laughs> toy games. Um, but those times are so precious and hard at the same time. So give yourself a break, 
you know, it's, it's okay to say I really need a sensory break from all of you right now, but then try to remember how precious the time is because it will pass and, and you'll blink and it'll be, they'll be in the third grade. Yes. Or in college. (laughs) I I can't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great advice. I know sometimes in the moment um, it, it is, it's overwhelming when my two first two children were young, they were 19 and a half months apart. And I feel like oh. I just, I know my brain was gone for like two years. I, I just, I couldn't remember anything. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if I had showered, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. nuts, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's, it's in a blink of an eye and now they're both in college. So. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh. You did that mom. <laughs> well, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, where can people find out more about you and about uh, Jumbo Books? Sure. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Jumbo Books. Also on uh, Pinterest at Jumbo Books. And our website is jumbobooks.com. That's J A M B O B O O K S.com. Oh, fantastic. I should ask you at the top of the show how did you choose Jumbo Books as the name? Well, Jambo means hello in Swahili, and part of our purpose was to try and spark conversations and connections across uh, what people think might be, you know, impassable divides like race or socioeconomic status, gender. We really wanted folks to start to know each other and read about each other. And so hello and welcome. Oh, that's great. What a wonderful way to wrap up the show. We really, again, so appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, of course, I will leave all the links to your um, website and and things like that in the show notes so people can find you. And uh, again, thank you again so much for talking to us. Thank you. This was great fun. Absolutely. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.